So today I will uh, invite you to take uh, your Bible. You, you have it right there in Luke 5, 1 to 5. And the Word of God says, One day as Jesus was standing, actually I will ask you to stand for the, for the reading of the Word as well. In reverence to the Word. And its holiness. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of uh, Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one boat, one of the boats. Uh, to the one belonging to Simon and asked him to put it a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night and haven't caught anything. Because you say so, I will let down the nets. Hallelujah. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats, come and help them. To come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he felt at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, sons of Zebedee, Simon, partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. From now on, you will fish for people. So Peter had an encounter with Jesus. Amen. Peter was washing the nets after he had been fishing all night. When uh, Jesus got onto his boat, he asked him to put it out to the shore, and Peter complied without any objection. He obeyed because obedience precedes glory. Amen. Obedience. So after he had finished speaking to Jesus, he said to him, put out to the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Jesus was guiding Peter into the deep waters towards the miraculous. So today my message to you is far from the shallow into the miracles. Far from the shallow into the miracles. Because some of us need, some of us need a miracle from the Lord. Some of us need a special encounter. Some of us need a breakthrough. Amen. If it's you, you can say amen. 
Because we have been, um, I would say, used to our religious rituals. We have been used to our normal time of prayer. We have been used to, to our normal praise and worship. But God today wants to have his church to have a special encounter, one that can disrupt our normal life and bring us into the miraculous. So how can we go, next slide, into the deep waters? Because going into the deep waters, how can we do so? And the Lord has already uh, told us, because he said in this word in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through me. So this is his invitation. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And whoever wants to seek him, to find him, the first step is to follow Jesus. Amen? To follow Jesus. But the day of the miraculous fishing, it was simply according to that revelation. Demonstrating it. Because Jesus was with Peter in the boat. And then he brought him into the deep where he had a special encounter. So let us now consider this fact. Peter, an inexperienced fisherman, said, and uh, that was almost his only little objection. <laughs> Master, we had worked all night without taking anything. But on your word, I will cast the net. Because an experienced fisherman knows that when they are fishing, it's actually when they want to, to find like big banks of uh, fish, it's best to actually do that during the night when the sun does not put heat on the surface. So the, 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 the fish likes to, to, to kind of like swim in cool water. And then during the day, they normally don't come up because the water is kind of like too warm for them. So they go at night in order to fish. So Peter went into supposedly the best condition to fish, and he caught nothing, nada, zero. And sometimes we, throughout our experiences, throughout our expertise, we go out into the best condition and we catch nothing, nada, zero. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's only me that that happens, but it does happen. It did happen to me where the catch was close to nothing. But uh, when Peter went to the same place, according to Christ's word, 
The fishing was fabulous, plentiful. They crossed the miraculous because Jesus was with him and Jesus was able to guide him into the miraculous. Hallelujah. So Jesus demonstrated in advance that he was going to announce, again, no one comes to the Father without going through me. And Simon crossed the divine inter intervention of God in deep waters by what, he, by what went there, on, because he went there on the word of Jesus. Certainly, he was also with Jesus himself in the boat. So, let's consider Peter's attitude and disposition. So, we can have, we can consider our own attitude and disposition. Peter, he says, willing to put, was willing to put his needs on hold to tend to Jesus' requests. He not only comply to one request, not two, but three requests. Let us see what the word says. The first time, Jesus just entered into his boat. Because when Jesus wants to bring you to your miracle, he just enters into your boat. He doesn't ask you if you, if you want me there, he just enters. Now, it is your choice. You can comply and obey, or you can say, Lord, not me, go to the next person. If you want to experience the natural, you may say, not me, Lord, I have, uh, um, I'm not great. You find all, we can find all kinds of excuses to say, next, next. But Peter didn't say that. He went and he just complied. He could have said, oh, Lord, I've been out there all night. It's like I'm tired. Come a bit later. I'm going to go for a nap. But he didn't do so. He served the Lord when he was called upon. He said, you want my boat? He didn't have to say it. Just take it. And the Bible doesn't say how long that Jesus took to actually teach the people that was on the shore. He may have been there for one hour, two hours, three hours. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that Peter's boat was available for a long that Jesus needed it. Are we available to as long as Jesus needs us? That was only his first compliance. And the second, he said, move the boat away from the shore to allow Jesus to teach. One, take the boat into the deep water. Two, uh, he took it. And his companion were with him as well. Two boats went. 
And third, it says, cast the nets. It's only on the third request. Now, Peter, with his respect for the Lord and his reverence, only gave him a very small objection. He said, cast the nets. And he said, when God, when he says, then, then Peter said, uh, God, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. But on your word, I will do so. I will do so. Sometimes God will ask us to cast our nets in, in places where our faith may not want to actually comply. Because we don't believe that we will obtain the results that uh, we were at once expecting. Because sometimes we may be hindered by our own experiences, by our own failures. But when God wants to bring you into the miracles, you cannot rely on your experience. You cannot rely on your expertise. He wants to bring you from the natural into the miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So, when God wants to take us to the miraculous, we can no longer rely on that. We can only obey, comply, and by His grace, raise our faith to a deeper level. We must obey, submit, and trust. So some of us would like to operate into the miraculous while staying on shore or into the shallow, where we think that it's safe, where at the first adversity, if we actually venture out, we go back to the shore. Because it's safe. And sometimes we have goals that are at that level and asking God, come and help me like, um, achieve this goal that we could do on our own. We could do on our own. We don't need the miraculous to achieve this goal. But the Lord wants us to actually be available to him, to allow him to bring us into the miraculous. It, it's as if like, um, I, I remember having that, uh, that experience when I went to Niagara Falls. And then I went at night when I couldn't see the, the, the falls, but the rumbling of the water. I was... I, although I couldn't see, like in my imagination, I was like uh, imagining the, the 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 falls even bigger than than what they, they they were, and I was there like with a certain reverence. I said, "Wow! Imagine if the 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 if this was like the voice of God into our life, rumbling, and then." When you go into deep waters, sometimes it's like that too. The, 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 the waves and the, and, and the force and the 
um, the atmosphere that is there, it brings her into a certain level of uh, reverence because if you don't have Jesus in the boat with you, <laughs> if you don't have him with you, <laughs> hey, you know that you can perish. <laughs> you know you can perish. So the deep water is, is not for everyone. It's for the ones that have like have an encounter that have submit their life to the Lord that heard him say, I'll bring you into the deep. It's not you that say, oh, I'm going to go into the deep. The Lord will call you into the deep with him. Next slide, please. So, today I'm talking to to us as a congregation. And I would say jokingly, I'm not talking to you, but the person behind you. And don't look back. Eh? So let's, let's consider and evaluate our disposition level towards God's word. He calls us to be obedient. And the word of God says in James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And when we go into the, the practice of the word in Matthew 7, it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. On the rock. So where are you at? Sometimes in certain part of the word, we may say we're in the shallow, going towards the deep waters. And, and in some word, because it doesn't align with our thinking, because it doesn't align with our culture, we prefer to stay on firm grounds. We prefer to stay on firm grounds. But Lord is inviting each and every one of us to surrender. To surrender in obedience. Because that, that this is where the transformation takes place when we do surrender to, the, to his word. So this is a, a personal evaluation. And then you can ask yourself, where are you at? Next slide, please. So the word of God tells us how we can show obedience. There's many aspects of how we can show obedience to our Lord, but I have selected a few. First, with our minds. By immersing ourselves into his word and keeping, his, and keeping our thoughts pure. 
we take time to read the Bible, our daily prayer, take time to have personal devotion. And it's as if like we're we, we giving God the first part of our day. It's as if you, you could roll out of bed and you, you, you keep a, a glass of water next to you and then you go onto your knees and say, God, I'm still alive, thank you. God, I'm still alive, thank you. But I want to spend some time with you. I want to spend some time with you. I want to know you. And then I, 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 I want to be available to you. Because knowing God, taking time, when it goes according to his word and then we obey, and then this is when he responds. With our hearts. Love God with everything that we have inside of us. Love those around us as much as we love ourselves. Mark 12, 29, 31. Although this is not always easy to do. To love others. Take time with God. Give him priority. And it's like if we have a 40-hour day work, week rather, and then giving him some of that. Imagine. It's like, with our talents, everything that we are is a gift from him. Therefore, we should be using all those talents and gifts to glorify him. Whatever you are good at, use it to shine that light for God's kingdom. So consider it as well. It's part of your talent. Glorify God. And personally, I know that I can offer him better because he deserves better. The best that I have. If I have skills in marketing, I should market for Jesus. If, if I can sing, I can sing for Jesus. If I'm a manager, I can manage for Jesus. Because as if like during our, our, our daily activity, we, we put time aside and say, yes, this work. I, I receive it for a salary, for, for a certain retribution. But for you, Lord, I'm going to put time aside in order to put some input into your kingdom. Some deposit into God's kingdom. With our finances, giving freely, everything that we have comes from God. Bring the full tide into the store of the house. Malachi, that was uh, 3.10. Amen? And with our body. Keeping our body pure, safe, and healthy. Oh, you went a bit too fast here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And flee from sexual immorality as well. Because this is when you surrender, then you can get into the, the miracle. Because I know it's not an easy task. Because God gave all, is all to us. And he expects us to actually, in return, offer as a sacrifice all that we are, all that we have 
for the glory of his kingdom. And there's always ways to improve. And no one's perfect. We can come from this stage to the, to the other and to the other to the other. We can always have more consecration according to what we can offer to the Lord. Amen? And then when we obey, because there's some benefits that it's not always, it's not only like uh, request, 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 and then God do, do not give us anything in return. Because in, in his desire, when he wants to, um, to have that special relationship, when he, he wants to have some special time with each and every one of us in order to bring us into the miraculous. So there, there's gifts. And um, when we go into Ephesians 4, um, 4, verse 10, 12, I actually did not put it all. But what he said in this, it, it's, it, it's God give gifts and he provides pastors, evangelists, he gives uh, teachers for the advancement of his kingdom. But that gift can be you if you are available. It can be you if you are available to be a blessing to others and then to advance his kingdom. Amen? And the, the next word says, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. In Psalm 133, because it says this is where, actually, can, can we have that, that, that verse projected? Hallelujah. Well, we're looking for it. Are you being blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll go to the next verse, and then uh, we'll come back to this one. And it, and it says uh, in Psalm 121, it says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Rejoice. So the expectation from the Lord is that his people rejoice when they actually come into his presence. And then if we practice... If we practice being in that presence when we are on our own, at home, and then we do come together, and then we all bring a small part of that presence into the community presence, and then you see the Lord like manifesting his presence into amazing ways. Into an amazing way. Because each and every one of us are taking the time 
in prayer, and nurturing that relationship with him. So going back to Psalm 133.1, it says, How good and pleasant it is when, when God's people live together in unity. If we can go in next. It is like the precious oil pour on the head, running down on the beard, running down as Aaron beard down to the color of his robe. And the third one, it says, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there, for there, for there, the Lord bestow his blessing, even life forevermore. Even life forevermore. Because sometimes we don't realize the importance of obeying to that word. Because when the spirit rise into a church community, <laughs> I have experienced that myself, and then this is when I went from, oh yes, how you doing brother and sister, to you are my brother, you are my sister. Because at that moment, what I have experienced personally is that I receive direction for my life. By being obedient, by being present, I receive word from the Lord. And sometimes, when we are many praying, interceding, you know what happened? I, I, now I have uh, the memory of, uh, of a brother. I will call him Joe for now in order to not like uh, talk about his life. Okay? Joe was living a, like uh, certain challenges like uh, into finding work. And then you had, uh, we'll call him Paul today. Paul asked Joe, Joe, how are you doing? Joe said, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. And how about you? He said, I'm fine as well, but how are you really doing? He said, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, it's okay. It's like I have my, some challenges, but, uh, you know, praise God, I'm, I'm alive. And then uh, the other asked him, he's like, the reason why I'm asking you this is because um, the Lord had shown me that you are like living certain level of difficulty and it seems like into work, it's not going well and then you have like tremendous challenge. And he revealed this to me like in order for me to come and approach you with this word. And then he said, ah, yeah, I must tell you, it's like, it's going like in, in that sense, it's not going well at all. Actually, I, I have lost my job, and then it, it's like I don't know what I'm going to do, and then so on and so forth. So sometimes when we form like one family, and we are in accord, and we are searching the presence of the Lord, the prayer to your, or the answer to your prayer may be deposited 
in the heart of your sister and your brother. And then this is when I realized the Holy Spirit is present into our midst and the Holy Spirit have gifts for his people. So my understanding of coming into the house of the Lord had been totally changed. Totally changed because I realized that you may hold part of my blessing. You may hold part of my blessing. So therefore, the way that I treat you, the way that I regard you, is not like as a mere human being. Because part of my deliverance can be in your hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. And personally, I can tell you, when we surrender to our shepherds as well, my first ever encounter with Pastor Tony, I, it was in 2011. It, it, it wasn't a very long one. I was in a place in my, in my life where I was like a, in between, I would say. At that time, I, I wasn't earning anything. I, I, I was out of a job. And he's only, he might not, be, he might not remember, he just gave me a, a CD, a Lance Well No video, and he says, Ari, I think you should. Watch this. That was mainly the bulk of our encounter on that day. Took the video home. I watched it. And then I got so much wisdom from that video. When it came to my next occupation, doing marketing for Digicel at the time, I was able to apply <laughs> all that knowledge, all that expertise, in order to grow, grow, and grow the market for that company. So sometimes you also need, you have your pastors that are there for the benefit of your life. Take the time. Like book some appointment and, and ask for guidance. Ask for guidance. God has given them as a gift for our edification. God has given them as a gift for our edification. And about a few years later, 2017, almost like six years later, while we were at the end of our service, Pastor Tony tells me, he says, Harry, I have a word for you. I go, oh, Lord. I have a word for you. He says, the job that you're doing now is not going to last. And when that happens, do not think that it's from the devil. It's from the Lord. And he says, you are an entrepreneur. You're going to have opportunities that you can select from. This is the, the, the word that, that the God has for your life. And then 
I went home. I said, oh, Lord, now I know that the word of the Lord does not come back to him without you know, accomplishing its effect. So I know that I was about to have a disruptive experience at one, at one time or another. So I prepared myself. I said, well, God, this, if, it's, if it's you will, and then that, uh, that part of my life or that season, it's coming to an end, I'll take an entrepreneurship class. And then I'll be ready because I know that whatever you said, it's actually on its way to its accomplishment. So when I receive about over a year later, because that was about um, spring 2017, in May 2018, I receive a call like I was just coming out of a store, and then you say, Harry, uh, this is the head office, no, 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 and then um, we just need to tell you thank you for all your service that you have done. Uh, throughout the, these six years, you have been uh, for the growth that you have provided. But as of today, we'd like to sever our contract with you. So I remember then, I tell my family, this is what uh, happened. I, I, I got the news. But no one was in fear. No one was in panic. Because we had received the word from the Lord and we were able to prepare. So sometimes the news are not always great. But because the Lord has prepared you for it, you can say, praise the Lord. I'm in peace because this is God's will for my life. And then when I compare to what I have lived and to what some of my colleagues lived. Some were very disappointed. They say, man, we've, we, we've given that company so many years of our lives, and then like, they can just let us go like that. They were like very disappointed. And we were just praising God. So the peace that God can bring you, just because you are able to obey and listen to his word, and have a certain reverence for the gifts that he has provided into your life through your shepherds is amazing. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. One thing that is very important, church. Not giving up meeting together as some as in the habit of doing in Hebrew 10.24. We don't have many convocation here. We have sometimes men's meeting. We have sometimes women meeting. We have uh, our uh, 
church congregation meeting here on, on Tuesday and no, on, uh, on Sunday morning. And sometime we do have, not sometime, but every time, prayer night. And our prayer on Tuesdays. We need you there. We need you there to grow this community to another level. We need you there at every possible time that we can get together because this is where God sends his blessings. So sometimes when I see the walk that we, were, we have the potential to have with the Lord, sometimes when we knew into the Lord, for instance, for example, the first time that I've experienced the Holy Spirit, it was at a prayer night. We used to have prayer night. Uh, Pastor Stefan was saying, Veillez tonight, uh, this morning, and then we used to have prayer night from uh, 11 p.m. to 6 a.m., praising, worshiping uh, the Lord. But the first time I experienced the Holy Spirit, I heard the, the pastor said, open your mouths. The Lord wants to fill your mouth. Open your mouth. I was there, yeah, open my mouth. But when I heard it, the noise that came from a brother that was probably into the, his level of experience into the faith was, was similar to mine. And then it, it, it wasn't like the, not like that. The sweet fragrance, I heard it like it was the noise of the sing of a dolphin. It was sweet. That I knew that coming from that big voice man, that it couldn't be him. It was the Holy Spirit acting through him. And then we were encouraged because if we have a season, an experienced pastor being slain in the Holy Spirit, we say, well, that's normal. But when you see your colleague that has that experience, you say, Lord, I want that too. You are encouraged by the experience of your brothers and your sisters in, in order to want more. Want more from him. Want more. And to experience the miraculous. Experience the miraculous. So I'm about to end. If anything today, I would just want it to encourage you, encourage you to be present, encourage you to have personal time with him, and encourage you to be obedient. And when you are missing the strength, you have your brothers, you have your sisters, you have your pastors to say, pray for me. I, I, I need help in that, in, in that field. It's like, there is, I'm fine, but I'm, 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 I'm missing the, the anointing in, in, in order to, to master this side of my life. 
because temptation will come. We can be sure of that. Like uh, God was saying to Cain, uh, the word that comes in my mind now, it's like, uh, le péché couche à ta porte. So if I'm translating, it's like sin, like, um, okay, fraction of the door? Okay, I can't even pronounce that, at the door. But you, he told Cain, domine, okay, domine, it's like overcome it. You have that power, overcome it. So, when we go back to Luke, next slide, please. I think it's the last one. Okay, we're already there. So, when they had done so, they cut such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And the reason also why I'm encouraging you to be in the miraculous, because when you will experience your miraculous, it will not be only for yourself. Whoever is near you, you will need help. <laughs> you will need help because it will be too plenty for you alone. So that means the day that Marx gets into his miraculous, I benefit. The way I get into my miraculous, you benefit. Because it's too much I cannot handle by myself what God has in store for me. And none of us can hold on our own what God has stored on our personal life. Because when you look at what Peter happened, whoever was with him, and then he says, James and John, the, the son of Zebedee, were with him. What happened to these guys? Hmm. They became as well mighty men of God for the advancement of his glory. Amen. 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 So when Simon said this, he said, Peter fell into his knees and, and um, to the knees of Jesus and said, Lord, withdraw from me because I'm a sinful man. Then you realize that you're no longer into the natural, but you're in the supernatural, you're in the miraculous. And then you can only Surrender. So it is an invitation to persevere with humility and obedience to the word. Banishing all forms of pride and rebellion from your heart, no matter what form it is. I would sum it up with that thought, with the following quote. Let us go into the deep waters. Not with the firm assurance of finding God, but rather with the firm assurance that God will let himself be found. Hallelujah. Pastor Tony.